Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live. Correndo e olhando para trás. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. E eu vejo de coração aberto para receber o pecador. Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. We're studying the book of James. And I want to read the passage for today so you get an idea uh, about uh, chapter 1, verse 22 to 26, or 25. It says this, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man holding, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself, and go his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whose looks into the perfect law of liberty, those who look into the perfect law of liberty, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. I'm so glad you're joining us this morning. Uh, it's been a wonderful time. I spent some time uh, this month with my family and some vacation, and uh, it was a wonderful time, uh, a whole week of, of being with the grandchildren, and, uh, and so I want to welcome you into RBM's Bible study. It goes from 9 in the morning to 12 o'clock, and just for your uh, information, uh, we are headed toward uh, to Peru uh, in, in the month of, uh, of September. And I think it's the 9th of September. We're leaving uh, uh, Atlanta to, to uh, Lima and from there to Pura on another flight and begin a, a, a ministry to that area, churches, for a period of a whole week. We're going to Timote and spend time there in a meeting, which is eight hours by bus. And we have a, a very interesting trip on the way to Timote. And of course, uh, October... The 22nd, is that it, the 21st? 22nd. We're headed toward Cuba. And this trip's been planned a long time. Now that COVID is over, we're heading toward Cuba and begin the process of visiting all the districts, all the churches. And there are uh, 19, 24 churches that we are visiting on this trip. And it's Ciego de Vila. Uh, uh, the district of Ciego de Vila in Cuba in, in October. And of course, November, I'll be in Brazil for a couple of weeks. And then December, 
uh, his Christmas uh, Christmas party. And then in January the 31st uh, to uh, the 8th of uh, January, uh, February, we are headed to Brazil to the city of Salvador, Bahia, north of, of, of where we've been the most. is the, hard, the far, farthest place we have been to Brazil in the north, Salvador, Bahia. Bahia is where my father was born, and so it's, it's very colorful, and we're going to enjoy that trip and be there with a large church ministering for a period of uh, seven services, six services. And so finishing uh, February uh, the 8th, we get engaged into a, one of the largest trips to, to, to ministries, the seven churches of Revelation around Ephesus in Turkey. And then we're going to Israel. So let me invite you, if you'd like to go to Turkey and Israel with us, uh, it, the trip begins... On the 17th of March uh, to the uh, uh, 31st of March, 17th to the 31st, it's two weeks almost that we're going to be traveling in that part of the world. So it's so good to be with you. Let's take a look at this. Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's a translation from the NIV. Do what it says. And the King James, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, it's a very interesting because when they begin to translate this, they use uh, uh, different approaches in the translation. But be ye doers of the word. Do not listen to the word. So one says, be ye doers of the word. And the other says, do not listen to uh, Mary listened to the word. Now what is he saying? What is the context here? Because faith, according to Romans ten seventeen, you heard that as you study Bible study, it says it says faith cometh by hearing. Remember? Faith coming by hearing, hearing the word of God. So I think what James is saying is that the ability to hear only doesn't quite fulfill what God is trying to do through your life, you have to practice it. Faith without works is dead. This is what James uh, says and what made Martin Luther so upset about it. Because Martin Luther thought that faith only, that's the only way we can live is by faith. And of course, uh, James saying you got to do, you got to be doers of the word. Now, faith is translated in, in, in from the Greek in the word pistis, which means belief. Pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, belief. So, trust, confidence in someone or something. Forty times, Paul uses this word pistis in the book of Romans, and of course, three of them in chapter 10. Twenty-one times in the book of Romans, the word believe, uh, is 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 adhered to is noticed it by Paul that faith is believing on something. So Paul is referring that faith is producing in you believe. I want you to hear this. Paul is saying that faith, pistis, 
produces in you belief. Now it's not believing producing faith. It's faith producing belief. Remember, remember uh, uh, Romans five, tw- therefore five verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, to have to whom we have gained access into this grace in which we now stand. Notice that 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 it's very important what he's trying to say here. James is in his spirit realm. He is saying something here that's sort of hidden between because faith produces belief. Now, in order to have faith, you have to hear the Word. So, a doer of the Word is the one who hears the Word. So, not in terms of doing something, but in terms of receiving from the Holy Spirit that which the Word is giving you which is another level of understanding the will of God, the purpose of God. It is not believing that produces faith. It's faith that produces belief. But in order to have faith, you've got to have in your life this ability uh, to exercise the Word in your life. That's what he's saying. You do the Word in your life. <clears throat> it changes your methodology of living. It changes the way you do things. It changes the way... You say things. It changes the way uh, you conduct yourself. You, you, you put the kingdom ahead of your plan. Another translation, which I just said, which is the NIV, King James, I'm sorry. It says, be doers of the word. Not hearers only. And so deceiving yourself. You can be deceived by somebody else. But when you deceive yourself, meaning you're not really listening to the intent of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so the revelation here comes in. Because if faith in your life produces belief, faith is the element that creates. And you can't have faith in your personal life unless you'll be able to hear. Now in the hearing is where everything changes. You can hear physically, but you can't hear spiritually. You can hear with your brain, but you can't hear letter of the Holy Spirit. There's no conviction. And what happens is, that is where the work of the Holy Spirit is so essential. Anyone who conducts Bible study who does not have an understanding of how the Holy Spirit operates in your life shouldn't be teaching. Because you, you read the Word as if it's an automatic uh, approach to understanding the Word. It's not automatic. The, the, word, the word of God is living and sharp than a two-edged sword, meaning when, when, when the Holy Spirit is involved in your listening, in your study, in your ability to, to... It affects the way you behave. Now that is the greatest problem that we have among Christians today. You know, uh, if you go to church... And you have no understanding how the Holy Spirit works. God will extend grace to you because of your ignorance. But you shouldn't be teaching Bible study because uh, the ignorance in you is, is in a large content. You, you, you don't understand concepts of relationship. You don't understand. In other words, we don't do it ourselves. We don't change ourselves. God changes us. 
For instance, the concept, let's study just one concept. The concept of authority. There are two bases of understanding authority. The first one is innate. And the other one is endowed. Innate simply means you have an authority given to you by God. Or you can receive authority by somebody else. The woman, uh, the, 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 the Sinai woman that had a daughter that had a, a evil spirit, she approached Jesus from a point of saying, I want my daughter to be healed. And Jesus was in the Jewish concept. He was dealing with the Jewish nation. And the, and, and the gospel early was for the Jews. And, she, and Jesus simply responded, I, I can't throw uh, food uh, uh, to the dogs. What do you mean by throwing food to the dogs? You can't hear the gospel. You can't hear the word. You cannot understand what you're trying to do with your life because you have no understanding of how the Holy Spirit operates and you're not convicted. Look, you can preach all you want to. It feeds the intellect, but it doesn't change the soul. What is a liberal? It's a person that heard the word, but never been convicted. That's the definition of liberal. How can you do any ministry? How can you do any teaching? How can you do anything in your life related to the cross of Jesus Christ, His ascension, His, His return, His power, His Pentecost, without, uh, without understanding what God does through you in you by the work of the Holy Spirit? And so, so when, when Paul says, faith cometh, he's, he's very, where does faith comes from? From the Holy Spirit. Faith cometh by hearing. In other words, in the process... Well, let me give you an example. In my ministry, I've had visions of the Lord about certain things. Who am I? Where am I going to go? Or how am I going to make this decision? And in my, in my ministry, I, I, I want to hear the Lord telling me what to do and what not to do. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect on that. I do a lot of things that are wrong. And, uh, and I continue to do it. But when I depend on the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what He wants, uh, it's a better week. And so the effort in these days right now is, is not to make a mistake, but to listen to what the Lord is saying. Because if I listen, the Holy Spirit will begin conviction and direction in my life. And so do not merely listen to the Word. Do not merely listen to the word. Or, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Now the King James separates it. But the NIV seems to bring things. Do not merely listening. Do not merely listening uh, to the word. In other words, don't deceive yourself. Don't put yourself in a place to where you think you got the truth. Because if it's not revealed by the Holy Spirit, how do, you, how do you get through this? Listen to, to Romans 10, 17. It explains, Faith cometh. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. In other words, it doesn't, it doesn't produce by you. It's not by your intellect. Faith is, is when you depend on the Holy Spirit and trust Him 
And that convicts. Alright. The Holy Spirit is the ingredient that makes faith so powerful. The Holy Spirit is the ingredient that makes the Holy Spirit so powerful. So, what do we get on this first page of our Bible study this morning? Is that you have a problem with the Holy Spirit, you have a problem with the process of changing human nature. You know, I tell people, I do speak in tongues. You don't have to, but I do speak in tongues. What am I trying to say? In order to accept it, which is the unacceptable, you have to come to a point that, that you understand and respect what the Holy Spirit does and how He does it in the lives of the people you meet. Because one of the greatest problems with the traditional church is discrimination of the Holy Spirit. So if you discriminate against the Holy Spirit, your concept of salvation and conviction in the life of the church is dead. Are you listening to me? Let's continue on verse 23. Anyone who listens to the Word and does not do what He says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he saw what he looks like. It's hard to explain this verse because if you don't do what the Word says, you lose the... the it sees only that which is external. James is simply saying, faith without works is dead. The miracle here is this. When the Holy Spirit empowers us, He reveals... When He reveals, He calls. When He calls, faith is activated in us. And belief grows. We do, not, we do what God says to do, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not what He says is like a man that looks at the mirror and he just forgets what he looks like. There's no retention. What do you mean by retention? There's no direction. There's no purpose. There's no conviction. If there's no conviction, there's no moving forward. And so you're trapped in your mind within what to do or what not to do because your faith. When, quench, when you quench the Holy Spirit, you begin to have a weak faith. The, 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 the key here is Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh. Meaning, faith is a byproduct of the work of the Holy Spirit in you because it reveals and you live by revelation. So I've been having visions. And the major thing about these visions is that they deal with direction of ministry, where I should be, what God is doing in me, especially what God is doing in somebody else. You know, I went to a hospital. And I pray for a man that I love so much, a friend for many years. And as soon as I walked in that hospital room, for the first time, the doctor walked with me. So he asked me who I was, and I introduced myself. And Dr. Tillman, from Northside Piedmont Hospital in Columbus, Georgia, began to interview uh, one of the sons of this family. 
But before I came in, walking through the hall, I had a vision of him walking out of that room into a rehab place to exercise his, he fell and hurt his head. Now, if I saw him walking out of there and doing and going to rehab, it means he's not going to die. Now, how do I know that that's true? Because I had a vision. And if I had a vision, that man is not going to die. Now, so when I, when I hugged his son that was there, I told your father will live. It becomes prophetic. Notice that the work of the Holy Spirit in me is simply that I accept, I honor what the Holy Spirit does. I understand how it operates. And, and, and I want to be a doer of the Word and, 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 and faith cometh to me. And so it affects my whole life. I have faith. I have faith that God will pay the bills. I have faith that God will populate this trip. Now, how long he has been populating trips? For 50 years I've taken people overseas to preach the gospel. 50 years. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have been on these trips just to Peru, Cuba only. That's 440 people when we stopped uh, on the COVID situation. So it's not that I have a better faith than you do. It's not that somehow I'm, I'm, I'm more uh, uh, blessed than you are. It's that I, faith cometh. I've been receiving faith. I want faith. I hear the Word. I study the Word. I get up with the Word. And by studying the Word. Now, what do I do after I do this? I'm going all over the world. I'm doing it. You know, it's kind of interesting. Just as the beginning of uh, COVID finishes and my passing of my wife, Mary Lucy, to heaven. I've been asking the Lord early morning. Just early morning. Five o'clock. What do I have to do to please you, Lord? Because I actually have done enough sin against you. So let me see if I can change and do better. And what I heard was Peru opened up like a, like a, a large door. We're, we're there with Bishop Samuel now into a very large approach to evangelism to the country of Peru. Bishop Ricardo Pereira is waiting on us to begin back in Cuba, which is a wonderful... Brazil just opened up north of Rio in the state of Minas to where we're going to be there for several years now because the church is open. Now, why? How? How did it open up? Well, a man of God began to point toward me and saying, this is where you need to go. And the Lord confirmed by opening the doors in visiting the mission. The mission trip we had to Muriaé is going to be remembered as one of the most powerful trips I've been in my whole life. I never seen what I saw in that the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of the Lord came over us. It was supernatural. Now, what had happened? My faith was built up. I'm 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 full of faith. I might be sad, but I have faith. I have faith that God's going to straighten out, that God's going to fix it out, that God's going to forgive, that God's going He's already forgave, that God, that God is in charge of my life. So, what happens to a person who has a weak faith? No provision. No word. No revelation. 
no healing, no fruits, no joy. Listening is inward. And as I have these visions, it all gives direction and purpose to be a doer instead of a hearer only. So my question to you this morning is, how good are you hearing? Faith it cometh. Faith cometh. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith. Faith cometh. So faith cometh. It's not that the hearing cometh or the belief cometh. Faith produces belief. Not belief produces faith. When you begin to apply these concepts to your spiritual life, you begin to grow. You know, when you uh, talked about authority a few minutes ago and didn't finish it, authority simply means is endowed upon you. And when Jesus saw her humbling herself, He just exercised this authority. But she had to say, even dogs eat from the crumbs over the table. When she said that, authority came. is a revelation. It's of the Lord. You don't exercise authority over anything until God begins to reveal to you what you need to say and what you need to do. So, verse 24. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of a man he was. What is James saying here? The idea behold is contemplate. It's simply looking inward as to who you are and the confusion you're in. Now, some people live in the subconscious, meaning the past. Or you live on the conscious. Living in the subconscious simply means that something in the subconscious is not dealt with, is not healed, and it continues to dominate your brain. You can't live on what has been you have to live on what is supposed to be. When you're locked in the past, you never move forward. Your faith dies. You're afraid of finances. You're afraid of fear. You're afraid of, of, of no joy, no peace. And so, active faith is God's way to see His own way. Passive faith it's when you live in the subconscious. What, what was? Let me explain the subconscious. For instance, you, you know how to <coughs> drive a bicycle. But you don't have a bicycle. But when you come to the place to where there is a bicycle, it goes into your subconscious, takes the skill, passes it on to your brain, and you can now drive the bicycle. So when the subconscious is heavy, the past is bigger than the present, you suffer because you haven't dealt with what's undone in your life. Now that affects faith, that affects relationship with God, that affects doing the Word, because God is in the, is the, is in the conscious. Here's an example. A man came to me and said, I like to do some healing and deliverance in your ministry. I like to be a part of your ministry. I like to just be participate. And he talked about his testimony that went in for 30 minutes of all the, the stuff that he, he did in his life, how bad it was. Well, when he stops talking in front of the people, they will remember how bad he was. 
but they have no idea who he is. That's what Paul is saying, uh, James is saying. For he who looks at the subconscious and contemplates that and goes his way and straight away forgets what manner of a person he or she is. For he only remembers what has been and can't remember what God is doing right now. As a disciple contemplates himself or herself as to who she was or it decided to go his way or her way because there's nothing there to see. Forgets the manner of a man he or a woman she is or he is. You just don't have a... In other words, when you are living in the subconscious, there's no spiritual growth. Only mourning, only, only fear. And so after self-examination, that's what James is saying, you come to the conclusion that you are following your own mind. You can't live that way. Now look at Ezra 33.10. It's a very powerful verse and a wonderful verse. It says, And they come unto thee, the people coming to God, coming to thee, prophet Ezra, as the people cometh, and they set before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them, for what their mouths, they show much love, but in their heart goeth after their covetousness, meaning, They speak love from the mouth. But the heart is full of, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that, and I want this, and I want that. In other words, without conviction, there's no spiritual growth. That's one of the biggest things that I have worked with my whole life. You know, I heard a man speak on a funeral. And he he was very eloquent. It was in Washington, Georgia. He was very eloquent. But after he finished, I don't remember a thing he said. There's no conviction. Only eloquence. And you can't serve God with rhetoric. Rhetoric kills. You know, I've been trying to somehow make sure that I become a preacher that has fruits. Because if I don't have fruits, kick me out of your life. Just turn off this TV. And, uh, and, and with all the bad things that I've done, God continues to use me. <coughs> and the fruits are lasting. Okay. Verse 25. But the man who looks intently in the perfect law that gives freedom. What do you mean by that? The whole book of Revelation is filled with revelation. Paul died in Rome. The Apostle John took over the churches, um, the seven churches uh, uh, that was around Ephesus where we're going out there in March next year. And he wrote letters to each one of them. It was a rev- Each letter is a revelation of the will of God for that church. 
No kidding. So when you when you look intently at what the perfect law means, what the Holy Spirit is doing in you, God begins to move by revelation. So so listen to this. You want more faith? Get to know the Holy Spirit and how He operates. You want more faith? Try to understand that that faith cometh. It's manufactured by the Holy Spirit in empowering the Word of God so you can do what the Word says. So God moves by revelation about work, about business, about family, church, deliverance, healing, salvation, baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's no area of spiritual growth in discipleship that is not affected when you understand who the Holy Spirit is. If this man stays and practices it, not forgetting, getting lost, he will be blessed uh, uh, in his work. That's verse 25. Let me, let me, look, let me read uh, verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, of freedom, and continues therein, <coughs> he's being not forgetful here but a doer of the word. Now, the last thing James says on verse 25 is quite something. It says, This man shall be blessed in his deed. I don't know what kind of deed you do. You could be a Bible teacher. You could be a Sunday school teacher. You could be a preacher. You could be someone that... uh, as the responsibility of discipling people. You could be a, a pastor that does visitation in the hospitals. You'll be blessed by it if you understand this concept. Verse 22, 23, 24, 25 of James. The Lord bless you and keep you. See you tomorrow. Lose, lose the